Hi, I'm Sam Fesich from the EduMagic Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hey, do you need help in becoming more effective at teaching virtual classes? Well, NVTA, the National Virtual Teaching Association, has a semester program that is college accredited and designed to help you become more successful as a virtual teacher. A few of the topics that will be focused on are establishing relationships in the virtual environment, virtual instruction best practices, differentiation in the virtual classroom, and managing virtual resources, among others. NVTA is an affiliate partner with Teaching Learning Leading K-12, and there's so much there to help you be successful in the virtual classroom. Uh, so take a look. Go to my website, stephenmaletto.com sponsors, find the NVTA logo, and click on it to take you to their website. Happy learning. Hey, welcome back. Steve here. And today I'm talking with Mike Tang. Mike Tang is the CEO and co-founder of Swing Education. Swing helps schools address substitute teacher needs. That's so cool. So much to learn, fun conversation, and lots to think about. Thanks for listening. And oh, by the way, before you go, could you do me a favor? Could you go to my website at stephenmaletto.com slash reviews and rate and review the podcast? That would be so awesome. Thanks so much. Enjoy the show. Hey, Steve here. And my podcast, Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12, is hosted on Podbean. If you use my affiliate link when you sign up for podcast hosting, you will get one month free. I've been on Podbean for the whole existence of my podcast since November of 2013. In that time frame, I've had nonstop service. I've had easy access to assistance when I needed help. I've been able to upload unlimited pictures and podcast episodes. The dashboard is easy to use. My Podbean community has grown tremendously. Looking at starting a podcast? Well, use my affiliate link to get one month free of hosting. Go to my website at stephenmaletto.com slash sponsors and click on the Podbean hosting link to see what plans are offered and choose the one that you like the best. You'll be glad you did. You are listening to Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12, a podcast for educators. Helping you help kids achieve their dreams. And now here's Steve with this week's show. Mike Tang is the CEO and co-founder of Swing Education. You can find out more at swingeducation.com. A tech-enabled marketplace business that matches substitute teachers with schools in need. Before founding Swing, Mike was the director of technology at Rocketship Education. Founded in 2015, Swing Education offers a staffing application to provide qualified substitute teachers for K-12 schools. The company comprehensively recruits, screens, and permits educators to fill teacher and support staff absences. Schools and substitutes are efficiently matched through Swing Education's online marketplace, with substitute teachers selecting job opportunities via text or a mobile app. The company's pool of substitute teachers includes both veteran educators and trained professionals who are entering into the education community through Swing Education. To date, Swing Education has helped more than 2,500 school partners and over 5 million students. To learn more about Swing Education, visit www.swingeducation.com. Hey, Mike, thanks for joining me today, and say hi to to everyone. Jeez. Hi, everyone, and thanks for having me, Stephen. Appreciate it. Well, it's great to have you here, and uh, um, this is cool. This is a side note. This is my 34th year in public education in the state of Georgia, all right? So... I've had a lot of experience. I'm still going. And uh, at one point in my life, I was an assistant principal. You know, after being a teacher uh, for a long time, I then became an assistant principal and got to learn all the fun stuff um, that needs to be done and then uh, became a principal. 
All right. And, and so all that was in high school. And uh, one of the really interesting things is always dealing with subs. So we're going to get to some of those stories in a little bit. And, uh, but what I'd like you to do is, as co-founder of uh, Swing Education, could you tell us about the original inspiration for creating Swing Education? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I worked at a charter school management organization called Rocket Ship Education, and we ran a bunch of schools and operate a bunch of schools in San Jose. And I frequently was working out of the school buildings. And when a school building doesn't have enough adults in the building, you, you just feel it. Um, yes. You can definitely just tell there's, there's a little bit too much chaos, you know, maybe there's a certain amount of chaos that sort of feels good and like feels like the appropriate amount for a good learning environment. And then there's just too much. And when you hit that tipping point, you just know, and every school just needs enough adults on campus essentially. Um, and when you don't have enough teachers, then you need substitute teachers. And when you can't have enough substitute teachers then you don't have enough adults, so when I was working at Rocketship as the director of technology, the director of recruitment, who is in charge of substitute teachers for, for the charter schools, came to me and asked if I could help with logistics and coordination of substitute teachers, feeling like, you know, there was a lack of coordination that caused it to not have, feel like there was enough substitute teachers. When, when I maybe dug into a little bit more, it really was just there weren't enough substitute teachers on that list of subs. And so I brought in, uh, I asked, actually, I shouldn't say I brought in, I asked a couple of high school friends to come help me. They were between jobs. And so they were essentially just volunteering for the nonprofit that I was working at. And eventually they kind of were like, Hey, so all three of us are kind of working on this substitute teacher thing, except like you're the only one getting a paycheck. So, <laughs> you know, that doesn't seem that fair. And um, I, I equalized that by quitting and also not getting a paycheck then. But we started Swing Education and um, it's been super fun. I mean, there's, there's just a lot of need. A lot of districts, every district needs substitute teachers. And so it's been, it's been really cool to be able to help with that problem. That's, that's awesome. I mean, it's like, uh, because I got to tell you, it's definitely a need. And, uh, and sometimes it, the, the scenario that you don't expect to ever happen always happens. And, and, you know, we're going to get into this a little bit more, but like, you know, one of the things that happens is suddenly on, you know, or you don't know until that morning that you're going to need a sub the first day of school. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, and I think a lot of schools might be in that position in particular this coming fall. Yes. Um, <laughs> I think there's, you know, there's still some uncertainty, although less and less about like, what is school opening going to even look like in August? Um, but I think there's still probably then along with that uncertainty, a lot of teachers that are just still figuring out what they really want to do this fall. And I think until they know that it, it sort of makes business sense on their part to just not really say anything, right. You don't want to like jeopardize your own job and things like that. I, I I'm empathetic. I think that makes sense. I just think it, it's tough all around for kind of the industry um, and will probably cause a lot of last minute scrambling in a week or two, maybe night before morning of yes. school's opening. Yeah. I had enough experience with it that it, uh, that's never fails. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and we're talking about the ones that really, they couldn't predict it. I mean, you know, it, it just, it, there's just crazy stuff that happens, especially if you're a parent of your own children and, you know, you wake, you know, one of them has strep that morning. <laughs> it's like, ah, um, you know, that's yes. just any number of things. So, you know, we're, we're getting there to what I wanted to ask you, which is my next question you know, thought here is to, to talk about why schools need substitutes. I mean, you, you got to run into what they're dealing with. So uh, let's talk about that. 
you know, all hosts of reasons. Someone could get sick. That's probably the thing that most people have in their heads. Um, but as you also alluded to, there's just short-staffed. Um, that's related maybe to sickness, but, you know, also to hiring in general, full-time hiring, uh, teacher recruitment. So you could be short-staffed either to start the year or you're filling in for a paternity or maternity leave. Um, someone could quit for other reasons mid-year. I know that that doesn't happen as frequently in, in schools as it does maybe other types of jobs, but still it does happen. Um, there's professional development, um, which I think districts have been doing a better and better job of scheduling in a way that maybe it aligns with certain PT days or whatever else, but still you, you definitely have teachers that take time off to, to do professional development and training. Um, and then frankly, I think that there's a lot of like planned absences that end up being like called sickness or illness because there's kind of like a culture around schools too, where teachers feel badly about, saying that they have to take time off, say like an extra day off before a long weekend, even if it's for a close family member's wedding, right? A brother's wedding, a sister's wedding. I mean, it feels very forgivable. And yet it also seems like um, people end up calling in sick when we could have planned for that much better. Um, so I think there's some amount of like unplanned absences that really were like planned on somebody's part. Right. I like the way you're saying that because that's, there's, you used to have to tell, as a principal, you have to you have to reach out and tell your staff, look, if you're thinking about being out and it's a it's a time when it's hard to get subs and like a couple of my school systems where I worked, um, they had they had policies that said, you know, the day before major holidays and stuff like this, this is pretty much a no go unless you get, you know, top secret permission <laughs> from the principal right. or something. And, you know, it's just kind of interesting because uh, it never failed. Like I had. We had a new teacher who was hired um, the year before, and so we're, we're starting her second year. And she knew when she got hired that she was getting married the next fall, right? Well, I guess someone in her department, she started talking with them that summer, and she said uh, that, that you know, they become friends. And the person said to her, you know, he's not going to kill you. <laughs> he, he might give you a funny look. <laughs> but uh, yeah. if you're getting married over Thanksgiving and you need to have two days before Thanksgiving, you know, you get off, you need to go tell him. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'll never forget that because, you know, she did. And I was like, wow, <laughs> um, glad that I was so glad she talked to her colleague because it would have been difficult getting a yeah. person. And a couple months him. ahead of time, knowing that you have a lot more options. Very much so. Uh, and and even if even if you even if you had the same options, at least you have time to sort of figure those things out. Which you know, it, it's really so much about having options and giving yourself the time to figure those things out. Because there's so much going on at a school. I, I mean, I feel like I'm definitely preaching to the choir here, but like, <laughs> man, the morning of school or even like the night before, in, in some cases. This can be a lot going on. I mean, the kids aren't even there yet, but there's so much that has to be straightened out every single morning. It feels like it's unending, really. And to have to deal with a very big monkey wrench of, oh, wow, like we don't have an adult to watch these 20 to 25 kids now. Like that's a big, big problem that, that ends up being top of the list now and everything else gets pushed down one slot and, you know, things get dropped then. Like, purposefully i guess at that point but um again unplanned and things like that and it can be tough and um i i think what we see 
is also that like so many of these things really are cultural in nature too. And, and I think we at Swing Education, I, I very much view the whole education industry and endeavor as a very human endeavor. And we're dealing with people and people get married and that's amazing. I like, we should all be so happy for that teacher. And yet look like at the end of the day, there still is also this school that we need to like figure out and get these kids where they need to be. Most definitely. And you're right. I mean, I've had to have some tough conversations with some people who, you know, start developing this pattern <laughs> of when they're out right. and, and they're thinking that if they do it at the last minute, that it's not going to fall on them and the school will just deal with it. And I've had to have conversations that said, don't do that, <laughs> you know, yeah. and we got to look at this pattern that you have here. And, you know, and the way they you know, it just you just never know. But, you know, I can work first, with people. People can have I life. Tell a story. The first sure. year that we were in business, uh, and this was an, an, I'll call it an unexpected holiday, and maybe, maybe even to a certain extent, a very California thing. <laughs> but there was this one. I want to say it was a Friday of that year, and we just had this rash of like requests for substitute teachers, and we also had a bunch of substitute teachers calling in sick too that had like accepted jobs. So we had this like double whammy of both more need for substitute teachers and then our own kind of worker pool substitute teachers um canceling we were just like kind of baffled like what is going on uh one of them was saying that they were vomiting and you know what we realized it was may 6th uh seis de mayo so not cinco de mayo but seis de mayo <laughs> uh and i think we realized that people had gone out on cinco de mayo and maybe partied a little too hard <laughs> Um, and so we, we ended up, and the next year it fell on a, on the weekend, I want to say, but, um, we've always had in our head, like the Seis de Mayo issue, these sort of like, you know, the day after St. Patrick's day or whatever right. else, uh, <laughs> where you're like, Oh, people seem to get sick a lot on that morning, um, or the night before. And you're like, Oh man, this is such a, it's such a weird world, you know, again, people, um, and they're both predictable and kind of unpredictable. Very much so. That's a that story's right up there with because you, you just it's like the that whole thing about having a perfect storm. They happen once yep. in a while, and it's stuff like what you're talking about, where you know you have the one day where it's it, it, it the holiday is not something that you generally take off for, but <laughs> but you yep. have to re, you might have a recover day, which I think that's yep. hilarious. Thing. Exactly. But now, but now you know what we know, and we can bake into our software almost that that's like a harder day to fill. Um, we can actually kind of let let schools know about that now and say, hey, like, just so you know, like, if you're planning like a PD day that day, that actually might be tough for you. Um, that's funny. That's uh, that's <laughs> what a great story because that's we have you know one of the things as a, you know, as a former high school principal, you know, it's funny. I think if you talk to any high school principal who's ever been a high school principal across this country, and you mention, just just say to them. Tell me about your experience with substitute teachers. <laughs> They've all got this. They could tell you, you know, they could keep you entertained for probably a couple hours. <laughs> yeah. If they're telling yeah. truth. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's stuff like, you know, one of the, one of the problems you have is when, uh, when you don't realize that the, the person has not, uh, they had arranged a sub and the sub hasn't shown up or they have, uh, um, you know, called in at the last minute and they had to leave a voicemail or whatever. And so someone hasn't dealt with it because of the things that happen in the mornings yeah. at high schools. And, uh, um, and so, yeah, you're walking around the building and seeing as the day is getting started and you notice there's 30 kids standing outside this classroom. <laughs> and yeah. um, it's like, uh, Hey guys, have you seen your teacher? 
uh, no, but we think we're supposed to have a substitute today. And you're like, oh, no, this is going to be fun. And yeah. uh, you end up with a substitute for a substitute, which is rather interesting. But my favorite one is one that happened where uh, this was this hot, this class that uh, I forget what level of, it, of calculus they were, but there's a super high level of calculus. And uh, they got somebody to let them in the classroom. They got in there. And a couple of the kids started the class. They knew where they left off. They just assumed he was going to be late. And the unfortunate thing is the teacher actually had to, had to be rushed to the hospital um, in the middle of the night. And so nobody knew this except for his family. And uh, the kids, <laughs> it wasn't discovered until like 10 o'clock <laughs> after having started. I mean, at that school, high school started in that in that uh, community at 7.15 in the morning. And so it's not discovered till 10 o'clock. Someone comes to me and says... Uh, uh, I, I'm an assistant principal at this high school and uh, um, says, uh, hey, Mr. Rolando, can you can you go cover the AP whatever class <laughs> for a little bit? We're trying to find a substitute. And I went, sure. And, and I said, uh, has anybody been there? And they said, well, we just found out. <laughs> Custodian came up and said, hey, I let these kids into this classroom. He got to feeling guilty. <laughs> and he said, I'm pretty sure there's not a teacher in there. I went down there and they're in there working on their, their AP yeah. class. And I'm like, this is wild. And so I stood in there and I, I'm a former history teacher and, I, and my kids who are both, both my sons are engineers and they would be laughing knowing that I was trying to figure out how to get a, make sure they were doing what they're supposed to be doing. But uh, kids, kids are resilient is the other end of all of that. Yes, it <laughs> For is sure. it, very much. So it's like, Oh my gosh, it's, I'm so thankful that custodian told us. Cause it's like, they, they probably would have gone through the entire day, figured out they could have like, you know, four lunches or something. I don't know, but they, they're in there doing their AP stuff. So, I mean, their uh, calc stuff, it was cool. So, uh, so l let's talk about this. How, how does swing education rescue the school or school system from the process of locating substitutes? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think what's interesting is um, school districts are largely kind of left to their own devices with a lot of these issues and, and to a certain extent, school districts actually oftentimes end up sort of competing with each other for the same substitutes that live in the community. Um, I happen to live in the Bay Area in California in, in a town that actually has three school districts that kind of weave in and out of our city borders. And so each, if I was a substitute teacher in my area, I would be going to apply for each of these school districts separately. Um, go through three applications, screening processes, et cetera, right. and getting three phone calls every single morning. It's kind of a mess. And I, I think at the end of the day, what it causes people to do is just say, well, I'll just do one of them. Um, and so I think what we try and do is basically come in and say, look, like if you work for swing education and whatever school districts are work working with us, then you get to see all of those things through one system, get one sort of like payment through us on a weekly basis. Um, and, and it, it operates almost just as like a regional kind of substitute teacher pool for, for all the schools in the area. And it, and it works really well. And I think like the website and the app for the, the substitute teachers, it all works quickly too. So we're not waiting until six the next morning to make those phone calls. We just send the text messages or mobile notifications out. Um, and I think because there also is just a different etiquette around phone calls versus like text messages, we kind of send them 24 seven. Um, nice. And I think that that's really great because if you don't find out as a principal or assistant principal till 10 p.m. at night that you have an absence, but maybe someone can accept it between 10 p.m. and midnight and you very well may be sitting in bed 
kind of hoping that someone accepts it before midnight or anxiously waiting. I, I like to think that we get, get those in those instances, someone is getting a few hours more sleep because of us. And I, um, as a father of two young kids too, like I know how valuable that can be your feel. So nice. <laughs> nice. Yes, it did very much. So it did very much need that sleep, especially when we get the young kids. And I, I got to tell you, what's funny is, you know, Boone Titanium Rings, found on the web at boonrings.com, is an affiliate partner of Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12. And I'm also a customer. I have this really cool ring that's got these carved pistons and, and stars in it. I love it. They make rings of titanium that are carved, laser cut, and engraved, as well as they have inlays of many types of materials like meteorite, acrylic, wood, carbon fiber, and so many other types. They also have special collections that are incredible designs. One of the top sellers are the Gamer Rings, the Stealth Series, and the Black Zirconium. As a note, they also make make earrings, pendants, cufflinks, and for you musicians, they make cool trumpet mouthpieces. Love it. Go to boonrings.com and at checkout, use my code, capital T, capital L, capital L, capital K, number 12, and you'll get 10% off your purchase. So go check them out. I love my ring, and I know that you will love yours. I I learned, that, so as an assistant principal, I learned you got to have somebody in charge of, now I'm vintage now, I mean, because you can get there's there's no such, no, there was no such things as the the mobile phones, the smartphones, the apps, and all yeah. that sort of stuff. And uh, so you, I learned that you had to, you put an assistant principal in charge, create a team, you rewarded those teachers who were part of the team by giving them, you know, duty-free lunches or stuff like this, you know, the different things that you could sell in a school, like, like, yeah. you know, Hey, would you like to not have to do duty at lunch? That's, that's amazing right. how far that goes or being able to leave with the kids at the afternoon. That was also another one, but it's like, you know, uh, one of the things, so a good team would, uh, someone on that team is going to be the person getting woken up at, you know, 11, yeah. 12, one in the morning. And, um, and, and then, then they'd have to deal with it, you know, if it wasn't dealt with ahead of time, because what you loved is the fact that, you know, some teachers developed connections with people and really had subs that if they needed to be gone, they had their person that would be contacted and such like that. But it was, yep. you, you really had to have people, um, working on this thing 24 seven, because you just never knew what it's uh, going to happen in somebody's world. And that's just, legitimate things and never never less the thing of you know i think i'll just take an extra day this week because i just want to <laughs> yeah. um, but uh yeah so let's talk about about this uh you know where does swing get its substitutes from where do you get your teachers yeah i mean i i don't want to give anyone the impression that there's like super magic out there um you know i i think what it is is that we're constantly looking for substitute teachers that's just what we do, you know, um, I look at some districts and they'll have like substitute teacher, almost like job fair application days, um, days where you have to sign up to go through an orientation, um, before you can get into the pool. And look, I, I get it. That like makes a lot of sense to kind of like funnel people through certain specific days, but you're basically also saying, right. That from a substitute teacher perspective, okay, well, if I just don't happen to be available, one of those four days in September or August, then I'm, then I'm kind of out of luck for the rest of the school year. And so I think just the fact that, that we're constantly doing it, um, constantly asking for substitute teachers to come in, helping them through that process um, and making sure that they get through the process kind of like quickly and get into the classroom. Um, and that, and that as an industry, we don't lose out on the people that happen to have an interest in, in August or September or maybe July to some other kind of like gig economy job. Um, 
I think it's actually pretty important for the industry. I mean, I, I think like we're really proud of the fact that we get a lot of people into the classroom that maybe have like a slight interest. And I know it's not for everybody. I, I understand that teaching is not for everybody, but you know what? Like being, being able to connect with a student and like feel like you had a positive impact on, on a student, even like for a moment is really special. Um, and I, I don't want to belie like that. That's something that I don't think you're going to get doing a lot of other jobs. And I think that that can be really exciting for people too. And so getting people in touch with that, I think is, is really, really cool. That's neat. They, I mean, cause that is, that's a good point. I mean, you can, and if you get good at it, you know, the, it, it, it really becomes rewarding because the kids get to know you, whether they have you in the class or not, they recognize you and it, um, Hey, you're the, totally the, the guy that uh, was in my and, class. And you, might get, and you might want to follow that even to becoming a full-time teacher in the classroom. Like, you know, that means that they leave our kind of like swing education ecosystem, but that's okay. I mean, like, look, we, I, I worked at a, at a nonprofit before we started swing and this like, a lot of my reasons for wanting to start a for-profit and not a non-profit actually had to do with how quickly I felt like it would allow us to be able to grow the organization and to like impact schools across the country. Um, I've just, it was almost more just having seen that I think for-profits tend to grow more quickly, a variety of reasons for that. But, you know, I, I think that that's one of the exciting things about what we do. That's excellent. That's excellent. That's so, so now I have to, I have to say this for, uh, because it's going to lead into my, my next question here about uh, uh about substitutes uh you know i when i entered the the job arena as a teacher a long time ago um the uh i was i had graduated from a university in florida i got married and uh and uh we were moving to the atlanta area and because I, I told my wife just apply wherever you want to apply and because she was working on a on a master's program and and uh Georgia Tech came through with money for her. And so it's like, we're going to Atlanta. So I, I then started applying and uh, made a lot of connections and things, had some interviews, but uh, um, didn't get one right off the bat. If only I'd known at the time that if I told them that I could coach soccer, <laughs> that probably would have got me in the door. But, uh, you know, lo and behold, there are a lot of history teachers. And so my first teaching job doesn't come until November of that year instead of getting it before school started. So yeah. guess what? I was like that person that you were talking about before that if you do it with, if you apply to too many school systems, cause the Metro Atlanta area has lots of school systems and yep. um, you start getting called by all kinds of them. And, yep. and I learned, I, and one school system started using me all the time. Um, and so that made it a lot easier. But the, uh, if, if they've, if a, I tell people all the time, if you're a teacher or an administrator and you've never been a substitute, you don't know what life is all about. <laughs> Because you have to have some skills. And so what I want to ask yeah. you is, how do you make sure they have the skills that you need, that you, you're pretty sure they need to go into that classroom? Yeah, when, it's a little bit different, right, than like maybe um, a full-time teaching job that maybe is a little bit more focused or sides more on the instruction, kind of curriculum development, lesson planning, and things like that. I think that there's probably more focus for us on on helping people with behavior management, classroom management, um, connecting with students in a quick way. So we do, we provide them with some professional development opportunities. Um, and, and a lot of that is the focus. Uh, and then some of it is really, I don't want to call it too much like a long compliance or like basics, but like safety lines, right. Too like mandated reporter training, um, anti-harassment training, et cetera. So, uh, you know, there is also that, um, 
you're going into an environment with both a lot of students there could be parents on campus there's other staff and like we also want to just make sure everyone is very well taken care of um i think so uh, yeah i mean i think we we help teachers through that we collect feedback from the schools we also provide feedback back to the schools too um i think you know the way you're describing to like culture on campus and things like that. I think substitute teachers and the treatment of substitute teachers can also also be sort of canary in the coal mine on what culture is like at a school. And, <laughs> and every principal assistant principal that we've talked to or provided some amount of feedback, they've all been receptive to it because most of the time it's sort of like uh, not something that they intended. Um, but we have had that kind of experience too, where substitute teachers tell us like, Hey, like, I was told they can't use the microwave because I'm a substitute teacher and stuff like that. And you're just like, what is happening? Like, <laughs> it's, 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 you know, it's funny because what you're talking about, you got me thinking about all kinds of stuff. The, uh, because, you know, as a, as a substitute, there's many different things that happen. And, and, uh, so as an, once I experienced it, you know, I always had in the back of my mind, I, if ever I need a sub, I'm going to make sure they have enough lesson plans. I'm going to make sure they have enough detailed information. And of course, how the teacher is with their classroom is, is going to be the experience that the sub's going to have. Because if the, if the teacher is too loosey goosey with the kids, then what happens is that the, you know, teacher says that the substitute comes in and goes, Hey, this one isn't for me. <laughs> They're nuts. <Yeah. laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, it's funny. So as an administrator, I made sure that, you know, I had those conversations with my staff saying, you know, take care of your substitutes <laughs> there. Uh, you got to have plans. You got to have all kinds of stuff. Tell them what to do. Yeah. My, my first sub job, I will never forget my very first one. I go in there and, uh, it's a high school graphic arts class, all right? And so it has lots of machines and different stuff down there. And in the classroom, it wasn't in the mailbox, in the classroom, there's this big note that says, uh, it says, give them this quiz and uh, have them, and then collect it, make sure they get it all done, they get it from every kid. And then it says, uh, um, and then good luck with the rest of the class. Don't let them touch the machines. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it said. And I'm like, good luck and don't let them touch the machines. Nice. The quiz lasted all of about five minutes. A couple kids made it take 10 minutes because they were worried about getting more work to have to do. And and I'm like, okay, so what do we do now? And you know, I, I discovered that yep. you, know, you, have to, you have to pull a rabbit out of a hat. You have to be able to be yep. very flexible. And it's a kind of an interesting thing. Yeah, we, we try and provide resources that really provide substitute teachers for with like things they can do to productively fill some time too, because that that's pretty frequent. I, th I think we find that a lot of um, teachers feel like the best sub plans are like these kind of unengaging, like call it worksheet quiz type activities and that they vastly overestimate the amount of time that it's going to, right. um, you know, it's like two pages of like math problems and they're like, that's, that's your first hour. And it's like, ah, I don't know. Even if it even if it were true that it takes some kids an hour, there's going to be three kids in the class where they're done in ten minutes, and you're just like, okay, so what am I supposed to do? And you know, most activities. And it, it, the funny thing is, all those teachers would never do that probably for their own right teaching day because of those issues, which they like would know. But you know, I I think it's just hard to empathize in that way. Um, like you said, if you haven't been through it it's probably very, very difficult to, to really walk in those shoes. Um, and so I think it, it's, it's definitely a very different teaching experience. Um, I think the other thing is like, we often kind of think of those substitute teachers as like 
the orphans of the teaching world. Like <laughs> yes. we want to, we want to provide a home for them too. Right. In a way that like, I think even if you're working for a school district or multiple school districts, those school districts aren't really, you're not their first priority in the way that I think I, I hope um, you are at swing education. That's, that's cool because you're right. I mean, it's, it, it, you're solving a problem for them. And so you need a, a group, an organization like you're providing to, to be those eyes and ears for, because otherwise, I mean, it's like, you know, it, uh, I became, I would, I became someone who I actually kind of got into this <laughs> and, uh, and so they knew that. And so if they had an emergency in the building, they would, this one middle school start using me all the time and, yeah. and they would pull me in the middle of the day if they had something that needed to, needed more help with someone who might be able to deal with it. And so my favorite one that happened there was suddenly I was in charge of, uh, uh, of a uh, junior high band that had 65 kids in it. <laughs> and, you know, that's interesting. You know, I, I played trumpet. I was in band for all the way through college and it's nothing more interesting than being on the other side of it where they're not, uh, <laughs> you know, the teacher had to leave school suddenly and there are no instructions. And so you have to decide. And we actually had band class, which was <laughs> Thanks to, I, I must have been paying attention to the band director <laughs> all those years. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, hey, have you been wanting to tell your story on podcasts? Well, have you? Podcasts are a great way to grow your personal and business brand. Kitcaster specializes in developing real human connections through podcast appearances. If you're an expert in your field, have a unique story to share, or an interesting point of view, it's time to explore the world of podcasting with KitCaster. Go to kitcaster.com slash TLLK12 or go to my webpage at stephenmaletto.com slash sponsors, click on the KitCaster logo and apply for a special offer just for the friends of Teaching Learning Leading K-12. It's an interesting world and it's it's great that you provide those services for them because it is something you're, you can easily get lost in the shuffle in the building um, because, you know, once they have somebody in that classroom, they're hoping that it's all going to work out. And uh, yeah. And they focus on other things. Uh, so tell me what, uh, you know, one of the things that obviously substitutes are going to come in contact with is student information. Do you make sure that they, they understand certain things? Like you mentioned one biggie, which is that uh, mandated reporter. Um, and, you know, confidentiality is another one. Are there certain specific ones that you want to make sure that they really um, get a little dose of? Yeah, I mean, I we've not really had much issues with that. Um, I'd say where maybe again something we sort of alluded to earlier there can be a lot of funny stories in the substitute teaching world and you know funny can also kind of like bleed into stories that just shouldn't be retold publicly <laughs> right. uh say on social media on facebook or whatever else and i think maybe uh, there might have been one or two instances over the last six years that that's been the case and so i think like we try and tell people that like that's where you really need to, but you know, otherwise I think most people actually fully understand and are cognizant of like that you're, you're with kids, right. And that that needs to be, they do need to be protected. And that is sort of the, the message that we're trying to send at a high level. Um, and that, that safety is really like a big concern when you have so many kind of like maybe potentially new adults coming onto campuses and in contact with kids. And, and we try and send that message to districts too, that like, we really want to know um, if there's things that, that we can be doing better uh, or talking to substitute teachers about too. Very cool. Yeah. That's uh, um, there's some of that stuff that, you know, and social media has thrown in that huge, <laughs> that huge thing that people, it's like, what, what are you thinking, man? Don't, 
Don't share those stories. Yeah, for sure. And, and like, there are just like funny, cute, adorable stories too, you know, that like, oh, yeah. honestly are fine to share. I mean, don't share like pictures of the kid and like <laughs> tell the funny thing they said, but like, you know, there's actually a lot, I think that that can be very endearing. Um, and I think that that blurs the line sometimes um, because those are fun to tell. Like those, those funny, cute stories of kids kind of learning and learning how to make their way through life. Um, it, it can definitely be, be very funny and like cute. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely a line where it's like, you know, and, and knowing where that is, it, it actually is hopefully more of a bright line than, than um, I'm describing it as. Oh, very cool. That's uh yeah, it's just, uh, you know, from an administrator standpoint, it's awesome to know that the organization is focused and understands those things and uh, so reminds them. <laughs> and then, um, like you said, it's 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 just an interest, interesting world. You just never know. You know, as an administrator, your favorite stories always center around a substitute for a substitute because that means that you probably ended up with <laughs> with yeah. something going on that uh, you were concerned about. And, and hopefully in the end, it was you were good. <laughs> We, we can go one further. We've had, um, we've had a substitute teacher that was placed at a school actually to help with office, uh, clerical stuff, front desk work. Okay. And then at that same school, we had, um, a substitute teacher filling like a longer term absence, like a maternity leave. And right. then the substitute teacher that was filling in for maternity leave had to be out for a day. So our substitute teacher that was on the front desk ended up issuing the request with us for another substitute teacher for their substitute. So. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's funny. That's the, it's like, we're staffing their whole school. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's pretty cool. Actually. The, uh, they were happy with us. So that, that's the key part. <laughs> that's where I was going with that. All of a sudden I'm like, it dawned on me. I'm like, well, that's a good sign that they were like, yeah, we like yeah. them. It's where we reach out to them. So I like that. That's cool. Uh, so let's, you know, one of the things that I w- want to ask you is where do you guys operate? I mean, are you in, entire country or do you have a specific area yeah right now we're operating in um california arizona texas new jersey new york and chicago very cool oh dc dc boy coast to coast (laughs) very cool yeah yeah we've we've gotten into a bunch of different places and um it's really neat actually to see you know what all the school systems and kind of like areas across the country have both in common and where there's differences and, you know, definitely how we've navigated COVID in each of those places has been very, very different. Um, and it, it's, it's, it's just, it's very eye opening. I'll say for me personally, I, I find it very enriching um, because oftentimes I think you can start to feel like, Oh, well, it's probably this way everywhere. And like, you know, oftentimes it's really not. Um, Although I would say a lot of these kind of like substitute teacher issues really do run, (laughs) run pretty evenly across the country. Yes, I can imagine. (laughs) Mike, one of the things that I want to, oh, by the way, before I forget, I start asking you this. So, so what's it going to take to get you into Georgia? (laughs) I'd love to go to Georgia. I think we, uh, you know, as soon as we solve the the problems in these, these six or seven other States, we'll be right there. Um, no, I, I think, uh, we, we really want to focus on the areas that we're in and feel like we're doing a good job uh, in Makes those sense. places. And then we will definitely, I mean, the goal is definitely to be in every state. Um, I, I certainly have ambitions that I think like this is something that's needed everywhere and we'd be excited to do it. 
Very cool. And it's definitely needed everywhere. So I can, I can tell you that the, uh, very cool. So let's, uh, if a school system or school wanted to partner with swing education, how do they start that process? Yeah, I think our website is probably the best place to start swingeducation.com and um, you can go sign up there to kind of get in touch with us and we'll, we'll reach out right away, um, talk about what the needs are. Um, we can go through sort of like pricing and all that, which for us, I think we try and operate a little differently than a lot of the like agencies out there. Um, we tend to actually have much more of a perspective that we should start at with what the substitute or what the district wants to pay substitute teachers. And then we have a service fee that we mark up from there. And that service fee, the bulk of it actually goes to pay for things like payroll tax and things like that um, and other kind of costs that we have. And then obviously there's some profit margin there as well. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that's where we start and, and we can provide even data on what competitive sort of substitute teacher pay rates are in the area, what kind of fill rates you might be able to expect. Um, and we are happy to almost start too with like, what is your current substitute teacher pool not filling? So we use, used in sort of a supplemental way um, until you can get confidence with us. And then, you know, hopefully you'll see more value in us taking on more of that need for you. Very cool. And I appreciate you explaining the the pricing as well. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, uh, it, it, it's interesting because uh, being able to have access as a school or school system to um, an organization that helps you make it work because otherwise, you know, <laughs> it's like kind of like you were talking about earlier where uh, um, the idea that it turned out there's not enough staff in that, in that school and stuff like this, you know, it's yeah. the same sort of thing. Like, you know, when you have an assistant principal in charge of getting the substitutes, that's why you have to have a team because the assistant principal may be called away for any number of things. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think that, you know, I would want to emphasize that in, in my experience now, uh, working with a lot of schools, charter schools, private schools, independent schools, public school districts, small, medium, and large, I, everyone's really trying their best. Um, I think that there's a lot of like sides, uh, in education and like a lot of accusations and finger pointing saying like, you know, sometimes it's, unions versus i don't know districts sometimes it's districts versus charter schools sometimes it's private schools versus charter schools and like you know look in my experience everyone really is trying their best i don't want to say that those sides are artificial i mean i think they are debating some things that are important um and yet i think everyone actually does care about kids um and i think i would never say that these districts aren't trying their best uh i just think like to your point that assistant principal that's been assigned to handle substitute teachers has other responsibilities. And I like to think we don't have any other responsibilities. Our responsibility is to make sure that our customers, uh, school partners have substitute teachers. And also on the flip side that the substitute teachers that are working with us feel taken care of by us as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. Very cool. The, uh, you know, it, if a teacher wanted to work with swing education as one of your teachers, uh, what are he, what does he or she need to do? Yeah. Um, I mean, same kind of thing, go to our website and, and start to learn more. Um, you can start to learn more about what schools we're working with in whatever area you live in or where you desire to work. Um, take a look at like pay rates and things like that. And we can start walking through that person through those requirements to get, to get, you know, either permitted or just into the classroom. Sometimes, um, we have a lot of requests or jobs in our system that are also kind of, uh, don't require a permit. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, uh, so Mike, as we're drawing close to the end, uh, if someone wanted to connect with you or learn more, where would you send them? Uh, 
our website again i think that that works um but if someone wants to get in touch with me personally you know my email is mike at swingeducation.com and I'm, I'm happy to talk to whoever i think um I've been I've been extremely fortunate that like one of the things that's been super fun about doing this job for six years is just getting to talk with and meet with so many people, um, and it's it's super fun. And maybe 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 I am more desperate than ever for those conversations now. Um, I don't know. That's <laughs> funny. I've been home for a while now. <laughs> that's funny. I un- I totally understand. The uh, um, just as a note, I have to say this. I mean, it's, uh, Mike's not paid me to say this, but their website is awesome. I mean, your, your website is it's easy to follow. The information to to find is is right there. Just like you know, it's uh, uh, just like you were saying. Uh, if you want to become a teacher with uh, with you guys, there it is. You know, if you want to know more about how to get started, there it is. And it's it's not hidden behind all kinds of stuff. I mean, it just uh, kudos to whoever designed major website because it it really gets to the point and uh, um, it's it's easy to follow. So, uh, you know, and being in all roles, I've been a substitute, I've been the, uh, the administrator, I've been the teacher looking. I mean, it's easy to follow what you got. So good stuff there. That's awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. So I got two last questions and these are just questions I like to ask my guests. So the first one, Mike, goes like this. How do you keep going when so much is going on that you may want to quit? And I mean, like you're getting overwhelmed. Um, man, you, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think uh, maybe this is true for a lot of people in education. I, I don't really want to let anyone down. Um, and I, I like what I do. I, I do what I do because I'm an, I'm an early riser. I tend to wake up at like 5.30 in the morning, no alarm clock or anything like that. I just wake up, uh, I guess, when the sun comes up. I don't know. Nice. Um, and I, I've always loved making sure that whatever job I have is the kind of job where I wake up and I actually want to get out of bed and start getting going with my day. And, and that's, that's what I do. And I don't know, there's not a lot, there's not a big part of me that ever wants to quit, honestly. That's excellent. That's awesome. Very cool. So thank you. I, last question. Do you have a teacher in your past who made a difference in your life? If so, who was it? And what would you say if given the chance to say thank you? Yeah, uh, I would say it would be my fifth grade teacher in Massachusetts. And uh, when I was growing up and I I was going through, I think, a tough year for me personally. I'll say actually that um, I was in a school that didn't have a lot of minorities. Uh, I believe I was the only one of two non-Caucasian kids um, in a K-8 school. And... Um, I think it was, it was like fifth grade was like, I feel like I look back on it and I feel like that's when um, my, the rest of my class realized that maybe I didn't look like them. And I think that that teacher really helped me through that. Um, I, and then, and I think it was really amazing. And, and without ever calling out anything or anything like that, I think he just made me feel valued, um, spent some extra time with me, which, you know, I think I, again, at the time I thought I was like, Oh, it's just what he's, that's his job. But I don't think it was, you know, um, Maybe he did see it that way, though. Uh, but yeah, really special. I think it really got me through that. And I think a lot of teachers, I would say thank you to him. And I would say thank you to any other teacher that's doing that for any other students out there. Very cool. Thank you so much for ta- telling us that. That's that's awesome. It, so awesome. Um, the uh, Mike, thanks so much for talking with me today about swing education. The need for substitutes in schools is always a need. I mean, thanks for sharing how swing education could help schools address the challenges of needing substitutes. I wish you the best in all you do. Thanks, Stephen. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is excited to be a member of Voice Ed Radio. Voice Ed Radio, 
Your voice is right here. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators, podcasts by educators. The opinions expressed on Teaching Learning Leading K-12 are those of the guests and hosts. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is intended to share ideas, advice, and suggestions for classroom teachers and school administrators. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is produced for educational purposes. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll share it with your friends.